You know what it is, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy. You know who it is, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy. Odie, Mari, Sturdy, Mari, Sturdy, Mari, Sturdy, Mari, Sturdy. Black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy. Hey, oh. Yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy, black and sturdy. It's the Black and Sturdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Hello. How is everybody doing today on another day where we're doing the podcast? Welcome to the Black and Sturdy Podcast, the only podcast where two black sexy nerds come together, hang out, talk about bullshit, you know, just do all of the things. All the things. All the things. Um. Oh, look at that. Look who's here. Hi, Mommy. Yeah, she's referred to you as a twin. Yes, because we look exactly alike. Y'all do look alike. I, I will give you... You know how, like, um, you can see... Like, I can see... I've met... Having met your both of your parents, I could see a lot of your mom and you yeah. more than your dad. Yeah. My I, I, my my sister, well, all my other siblings have my dad's face. Mm-hmm. I have my mom's face. And then I think Amara... I feel like Amara has a mixture because Amara looks, like, a lot like my cousin. Uh-huh. Ellen. So she has, like... Kind of my mom's face, like by proxy a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, but you know what? You're also your, I mean, your, your dad. A spitting image of my dad. You're just, it's copied and pasted. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm a little bit lighter than him. A little bit. Tiny Yes. Bit. Not in sense of humor. I'm very sardonic <laughs> in that regard. Um, we might not be ready, actually. We are ready. Uh, do we have the questions? We are ready in spirit. Yes, we are. We are ready in spirit. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in to the first time, uh, or for the first time, oh, thank you for that heart. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we're just two friends who get together on a weekly basis to just shoot the shit, just talk about what's going on in media and... We check in with our own personal mental health journeys, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we it's, have a guest today, and we have a guest today. I this is one of the weeks where I'm watching Evelyn's dog Cookie. Hi, Cookie. Hello there. Um, <laughs> obviously, the dog does not have a voice. In she my does. mind, in my mind, she sounds like one of those gruff New Yorkers who eats <laughs> cigarettes for like twenty years. No, and who works at a diner. Yeah, that's Cookie's voice. Talks like this, darling, has had numerous ex-husbands. Ex-husband number <laughs> seven, Marcus. He was such a loving partner. You think that's what she sounds like? Yeah, that's exactly what Cookie sounds like. Maurice, get over here. I need to take a whiz that's only like the size of a thimble. <laughs> um, all right, so we are now ready because I, I actually now have the cards. Yes, right. that sounds good. Close your eyes. Q&A with O&M. It's always going to be... You don't know which one I'm doing. The one that's the closest to me, because that's just how I operate. All Are right, you ready? Pick one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what is your favorite recipe? My mom has this recipe. recipe. A recipe. Uh, I told you, I'm going to be mixing up my words. I'm going to be abusing <laughs> the English language. You sure are. Um... 
And look, listen, full transparency, I have been under the weather the last few days, okay? Like, I've been fighting a cold. It's not COVID. It's just sneezy and and throaty and head spacey. Like, that's what I've been under. Uh, But to answer this question, my mom has a really good um, recipe for... Uh, deviled eggs that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I don't have the recipe. That's something that I'm going to have to get from her uh-huh. fairly soon. Like, <laughs> my mom's in, in good health, but she's also at that age now where, like, a gust of wind can give her a bruise, <laughs> you know? So I'm, so I, I need to, I need to get on it as far as, like, she recipe collections are concerned. Yeah, so that she can... You know, I I get uh, you know I don't have to wait until a holiday to yes. get some deviled egg uh, going on. You know, what's your favorite recipe? Hmm, this is a tough one. Okay, well, this is not like my favorite overall, but I did recently try out a new recipe by Ina Garten for lasagna. And it was really good. It did turn out that the one that you made? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I think the special ingredient in there was goat milk. Goat cheese. Or goat cheese, something. Well, I had goat milk. You've been talking about goats (laughs) ever since you made it. The goat cheese was really good, and it was a very surprising addition. I didn't think that I was going to, I didn't think it was going to do much Mm -hmm. because goat cheese is very creamy. It doesn't like melt the same way like a mozzarella or something does. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. I cannot wait to make it again. It was delicious. And, um, yeah, so I feel like that's one I'm going to add to my cookbook. Yes. Um, All right, what was your favorite movie when you were young? Hmm. Um, How young are we talking? Because, like... It goes through stages. Yeah, it goes through phases. I mean, I really liked Toy Story when it first came out. That was probably my favorite movie. I had a little Buzz Lightyear. Uh, No, Toy. Oh. I had the the, the big ass Buzz Lightyear toy. toy. Yeah, that, you know, I would just wait up all night just to see, <laughs> pretend it was, pretend I was asleep to see if it would move around <laughs> and do stuff. It didn't. You ever know? Maybe when you were sleeping, it was, it was dancing around. Yeah, but I couldn't, and, and it was, it became hard to sleep with because it was it's such so a, hard. it's a, me, it's, it's not metal, it's hard plastic. It's yeah. a toy that's made out of hard plastic. Not conducive. It makes me wonder why Andy chose that fucking <laughs> Buzz Lightyear toy over Woody. Yeah, Woody would have been more comfortable. Yeah, Woody is more comfortable to sleep with. Um, I think I had a lot of favorite movies uh, growing up. I would say my mom always says that the Velveteen Rabbit was one of the Velveteen favorites. Rabbit. Yeah, it's a book and also like a little kids movie. It's probably like twenty minutes, but it's just about. This kid who gets this little velvet rabbit carries it around a lot and sings about it all the time. Um, other than that, I would say The Jungle Book was definitely a you part. did like The Jungle Book. Jungle Book. book. That and movie is plotless for it is not 90% plotless. of its runtime. It has a bunch of. Shere Khan doesn't even show up until like the last 20 minutes. But we get him and we get. The what mouth- kind of villain just shows up like. When the movie's almost over, He's just, oh, villain. by the way, we need to inject some danger into this. The danger was always there. The danger was always there. There were so many other people. There was, okay. Uh, the, the, the apes were trying to steal Mowgli away. Aristocats. Now, that oh, also was also a, a movie that was on my uh, radar. Um, another that's one, I would say also Dirty Dancing and Fifth Element. Still, still favorites. 
these movies that you were seeing when you were a child. Yeah, I had an eclectic taste. It's okay. I probably wasn't supposed to be seeing a lot of these. Damn sure wasn't supposed to be seeing The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element was great. Yeah. It's still a great movie. It still holds up. And I don't know if it. I don't know again. if it holds up. It does. Isn't that the one where Bruce Willis and that little girl? What? No, not a little girl. She's she's like twenties. She's like a twenty-one year old. Is she? She's not supposed to be little. She's an alien. She, she hasn't had any interactions with society. She's never had any interactions because she was a, a alien. She, she has the mind of a. She just is a very innocent a because she has no awareness. But she took she took her five seconds to to learn about I don't world know. history. I don't know about that. I I I think that there's some potential problematic elements Craziness. within the. I think that it, the problematic element is the fifth element. <laughs> I think that is the fifth element. Um, oh, yes, I did forget The Little Mermaid. I also love that one as well. Yes, yes. I mean, you can't go wrong with a good Disney movie. The yeah. Lion King. Oh, unfortunate souls. I mean, there's, it's, it's hard not to love them. Um, okay, great. So those are our questions. Um, and now we're going to get into our Black History Month fact. Um, okay, today... In 1942, mm-hmm. the, Tuskegee, the, the Tuskegee Airmen were officially initiated into the United States Armed Forces and able to fight in World War II. Nice. If you don't know, the Tuskegee Airmen were the all black, uh, mostly male. There were actually some women who worked as like, maybe not, they weren't pilots, but they were like uh, nurses or they... Um, were like help mechanics and things like that. So it was a very diverse group of people. Um, and these black folks came in, fucked shit up, and got out of there. There we go. You know, that's the way to do it. And I feel like the thing about us is that even if we are fighting for a country that does not care about us and mm-hmm. they came back home and we're still greatly met oppressed, with racism, um, but they helped win the war. And we, you know, salute them. One of my best friends, her... Um, I thought you were about to say one of my best friends is Tuskegee Airmen. No, no, one of her, my best friends... I wouldn't be surprised. Her um, her father or grandfather-in-law uh, was a Tuskegee Airman. Um, he passed about two years ago. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's it's great having um, that that history and your, that legacy in your family. And black people have always been great. So yes. learn more about the Tuskegee Airmen. There's lots of movies. There's that one that came out in like 90. Red Tails. Well, there's Red Tails. I'm not really talking. So, okay. I'm not going to say anything bad about Red Tails. I personally did not watch it. Wasn't Terrence Howard in that movie? Uh, Was he? Or uh, Cuban Jr. or something. Was Chadwick in it? No. Let me look. There was there were some people in that movie. I mean, movie. there was a stint when Chadwick was in every. He was. He was um, in every any movie about an old black person. He was in the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, this movie came out in 2012, the year we graduated. Red Tails. Um, I didn't see that one, but I did see the original Tuskegee Airmen. Cuba Gooden Jr. It was Cuba Gooden Jr. But the mm-hmm. original with Lawrence Fishburne that came out. Or not. And Terrence Howard. You're right. You're right. Oh, okay. And Neo. Oh, Neo. Neo was in it. 
Um, oh, and Leslie Odom Jr. and Michael B. Jordan. Okay. And okay. Method Man. And Brian Cranston. Method Cranston. Man. Brian Cranston. Who was Method Man in? And Red Tails. Red Tails. Look at him getting He was probably work. the New York one. The one from <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> well, the one, the, well, okay. Cuba Gooden Jr. was in the original Tuskegee Airmen. That movie came Andre out Andre Brower was in it. And John Lithgow. That's interesting. Look at this whole cast of, of, of black people. Courtney B. Vance? Go watch the original Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. It was a great movie. Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Andre Brower, like we said, was in it. Malcolm Jamal Warner, Courtney B. Vance. A lot of heavy hitters in Hollywood. Malcolm Jamal working. He is now. Yeah, he, he is. To. He has to. <laughs> He's not getting those checks anymore. Yeah, sorry the <laughs> being the narrator of Magic School Bus didn't turn out well. <laughs> Remember Doing that a little show after with, after specials? Um, Eddie Griffin. Yeah, Malcolm Minetti. Malcolm Minetti. That yeah. Was for a few seasons. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm surprised when all of the black media started coming on uh, Hulu and we HBO Max that we haven't gotten Malcolm Minetti. Malcolm Minetti lasted for like, what, four or five seasons? It was, I feel like it had to have at least three. Yeah, like, look, if the Wayans brothers could be put up yeah. there in like black sitcom history, surely Malcolm Minetti can. Yeah. I mean,. It was a, it was it a, was a big hit out. for UPN at the time. And exactly. And UPN, which is now at the CW. Yeah. They built their blacks on black people's comedy. Yes. And significance. Mm-hmm. Just like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So are we ready to jump into our pop, pop, pop segment? I believe we are. Pop. Okay, that's enough. I, I was trying to untouch it, so <laughs> touch it. Um, hello, Marilyn. Marilyn. So we're gonna. I'm gonna. I try to to do this where we're gonna start off with the shenanigans, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna. Sorry, the board fell. Um, all right. We're gonna yes. Start, we're gonna start Malcolm off Jamal Warner does play a doctor now with the shenanigans. He is and then a we're doctor gonna at New Amsterdam. Accused. It's oh. not New Amsterdam. The guy from the blacklist is on New Amsterdam. He's an accused with Michael Chickas. Oh, okay. I thought shit. I saw him as like a doctor. He might something. be in New Amsterdam. Hold as on. A Malcolm Jamal Warner is a doctor in something. Um okay, we're gonna start off with the shenanigans. Yes. And then we'll try it's gonna try to go from like worst to least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so you know that uh, comedian, um, Little Duvall. The Resident. That's the where resident. he plays a doctor yes. in The Resident. He's got he's secure in the back. So. Hey. Um, so you know Little Duvall. He's a comedian. He's very, I would say, outrageous. Um, and usually does not hold back on what he's thinking or feeling. Even yes. if it's going to be. Very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what happened, but these tweets that he put out about most of them were about ten or so years ago. Yeah, came back out back in the wild, wild west of Twitter, where yes. like people were just putting anything out there unchecked. I definitely started a few Twitter beefs <laughs> with people from Potbellies. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, for real, y'all, you just gonna scrimp on my. You gonna scrimp on my uh my meatballs? Let's just <laughs> just gonna give me three meatballs instead of the proper four or five. Well, um, the some people have found. Hello there. Hello. Thank you for joining us. P 
people have found his tweets from 2023. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, from 2012. I, and uh, content warning, these are gross and weird, and they should have never been tweeted, but here we go. Uh, one of them says, whenever my daughter period starts, that's when I'm going to be the first dude to dog her out. Uh, so most of y'all saying, Gross. y'all started thinking about sex at 11 or 12. Okay, cool. My daughter is moving in with me at 10. Uh, hashtag Justin Bieber possessed fan. Hey, Justin, could you please rape me and my daughter then hit me with a bat if I get out of line? And be real, fellas. If you fucked a girl and she has a daughter that you've seen grow up, would you fuck her when she grew up? Yeah. It's, uh, some of these are, not some of these, all, all of these. these are very Wildly wild, wild things to say. Inappropriate. Let alone say on Twitter. You and know about I mean? your daughter. I don't understand. I just don't understand. He's, he's known for saying some really ridiculous, weird shit. Does Lil Duvall have like a comedy special? Um, I mean, he's not that good of a... Yeah, I don't... I don't think he has, like, material. I don't think he has <laughs> You <that> know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I would I would say that some of these are, are wild. Um, all of them. Yeah, no, all of them are wild. Uh, what most people tend to do is do a, a Twitter cleanup uh, when they start to get famous. Um, I think... But he was already famous when he was saying these things. Yeah, no, when he was Which saying... That's that's more. how he got put on, was saying all of these things. But even as your star rises, or, like, as you evolve, <clears throat> you go back and you clean shit up, yeah. you know? Because uh, otherwise, people go back and look at the wild shit that you were saying back in the day, and are just like, ooh, that, you know, that's... That's fucking crazy. That's I think that like a lot of disgusting taste. The comedy from like when we were growing up, even till when we were in college, um, was very like weirdly raunchy. Um, I don't think he was in an accident, was he? No, Tracy Morgan was. In an you, you might be thinking of Tracy Morgan. He was in a car accident. Um, yeah, but uh, Lil Duval. I mean, I would hope so. Maybe if they could could, could explain why. He has such terrible taste in jokes. That would be, you know, a good reason. Um, But I feel like people, like, they have not outgrown the rude and lascivious jokes that used to be made in the 90s. And the thing is that it's not to say, I mean, all of those jokes he was making, I can't even put into a possibility of, like, those being okay because it's just incest and rape jokes are just not funny, mm-hmm. especially when they're coming from a man who has shown that he has no cooth and is just a disgusting person in general. But just like, what what was the reason? He hasn't said anything about these tweets. I'm sure he'll probably talk about cancel culture or try to make some homophobic or something joke about it. But, like, he's just, he's a weirdo. And I, he's not funny. He, he's very rarely been. He was funny in that short period of time when there was a lot of black. What, like Wildin' Out? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess. Even then, I never really found Wildin' Out to be funny. It had its moments. I mean, it had I moments. Mean, it, it, it depending like, on who was in, like, the cast and stuff. Wild, you know? Wildin' Out was similar to me, like, the D- Chappelle show. I personally did not find it to be raucous comedy every week, much like SNL. I mean, there's a lot of these comedy 
uh, sketch shows mm-hmm. that I just find you weren't a whose line is in anyway gal. Actually, I liked whose line is whose line is it anyway. It's like there were so many of Mad TV loved it. Mm-hmm. Like so many of these shows that were actually good in Living Color, but I feel like a lot of these people, especially who have gotten famous over the weird stuff they say online and getting little jokes off, they seem to make that. They seem to think that they're allowed to just not have any boundaries, and that's just not true. Like, what is it in pop comedy that you're not supposed to, like, punch down? Yeah. You know, like, if it's a low blow, like, that's not, to me, funny, because that was, you didn't have, didn't take you any creativity to think of something that was going to be gross to say to somebody. Yeah. Um, that's but, why white people will always be a topic to laugh at. It's true. Uh, because it's always punching up when you're making fun of white people. <laughs> Well, speaking of, I don't know if this would be considered punching. Yeah, do the segue. Punching down or punching up. But uh, Chris Brown has gotten himself. There's a lot of Chris Brown news this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with the main thing. Uh, Chloe Bailey from Chloe and Haley, Destiny's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a new song coming out called How Does It Feel? And it's featuring Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, when this came out that it was featuring him, there were a few people who were up in arms because Chris Brown has not been a picturesque celebrity. Um, not just because of the Rihanna incident when he was, you know, in what, 1920, but also the issues with Carucci. Hello. Uh, the issues with Carucci and the alleged abuse and stalking that happened there. There have been other um, women he has been with in the past who have also alleged him having creep and or violent behavior. Chris Brown doesn't have a really <laughs> good track record when it comes to dating or interactions with women, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, I mean, remember when he threw the chair at um, Hoda at Good Morning America because she was asking him about... Um, Rihanna, I mean, he, he has an anger management issue and also just in general, like we talked about him in the, in the Grammys, he has an issue with like not knowing when to shut up. Yes. You know, he so doesn't have friends. He does not. He doesn't have, friends. he doesn't have he a good a circle of friends. Of yes. So, people yes. who give him Coke and other barbiturates and just let him jump around like a roach getting sprayed by raid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, you know, but he, uh, people, of course, were a little bit up in arms about this. Um, and one person in particular uh, from Cheetah Girls slash 3LW fame, uh, Miss No Promises Promises herself, Keely Williams. Dollars and dollars. Uh, she chimed in on Twitter uh, and said, let him come out. Well, she retweeted Chloe's post announcing her song which i thought i thought was weird because why am i in it Mm -hmm. you know but she said let him come out with his own record so genius so captivating that it makes us all forget he beats women he can't so he won't so what does he do slowly creeps back into the mainstream by getting small nods for features on black women's merit black women who are more talented more worthy but give him the okay i'm swatting the fucking air right now garbage so if you know chris brown he does not um, shy away from ever responding to yeah. critiques. Much by, like 50 Cent. In much like 50 Cent. Like, yes. Chris Brown is definitely an old, a troll, 
Um, anytime someone says something about him, whether they're whether they are a famous person or not, he is going to figure out a way to get his lick back. Yeah. So now he has been going on the tirade, um, posting very. Now I will say some of the things he's posted about Keely, where I did get a little bit of a chuckle <laughs> because. You know, like Keely. I'm looking at one now, and it is a little funny. He, she always was known as the girl in the group who had like, like just her pronunciation <laughs> was not that great, and so the songs, like people always joke about them, but he has been really capitalizing on that in his uh, anger towards her. Apparently, also, she told, said that she ran got a train on ran on her by B2K. He's been bringing that up a lot. Wait, what? I had never heard this, but I don't know if this was during that time when she was on that reality TV show recently. Maybe she let it slip. But she hasn't negated it. So, I mean, she's proud of it. So you can't really get down on somebody if something they're... They Just don't imagine care. a DP with Omarion oh, and Rasby. No. Oh, gross. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, they had her saying uh-huh. No. And, okay, so anyway... <laughs> They've been going back and forth, <laughs> um, and it's just, you know, Chris Brown has now decided he's going to, he put out a Twitter or Instagram press release talking about, well, what about, y'all always want to talk to me about what I did when I was a kid, but what about all these white men and white people who have been abusers or have, yeah, you know, done heads up, stuff? nobody likes Sean Penn. Okay, <laughs> you tried to get Sean Penn and Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen out of here. He had a whole They've list They've been of them. already out of here. That motherfucker is just hanging around uh, uh, and soaking up uh, two and a half men fucking checks. Does he even get those? Which I doubt because everybody, well, first off, both shows are terrible. But Big Bang Theory is the more marketable show yes. over... Two and a half men. Yes. That show Two and a Half Men was highly misogynistic. It was. And And the young the son, And also Big Bang and also Big Bang Theory is super misogynistic. The son too. went on to get a like uh go into some sort of weird cult. I don't know if it's a sex cult, but it, it's a cult. No, I don't think it's a sex cult. It's just One he got those, super like, duper into Jesus. Latter day Saints yeah. type of thing. He got but, super into it. Anyway, Chris Brown, just PSA for you. You and every other person out there who wants to bring up the crimes of white men when you also do a crime. I don't care. If a, if a white person does a crime, I also want them to be whatever, held accountable, removed from their jobs or whatever. Like, you don't get a pass for being shitty just because white people also get passes. The issue is that everyone should be held accountable, not just a white person. Because if you do shitty shit, that's just it. You have to face the consequences of it. Yes. You don't get to not face them because a white person also did it. Not to say that, yes, there are plenty of white men in media <clears throat> who are able to bounce back and there's no such thing as cancel culture for them. Yes. Hulk Hogan. I mean, we have, there's lists. There's lists of them. That. But that does not mean that we as black people should stay off your black ass neck. Suntan. Because pythons. you want to, because there's white racism and white people are not also getting. Um, they weren't good. They weren't good. Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men 
Big Bang Theory was so good. boring. It they was a are boring show. Very, very run of the mill comedies, and they're not yeah. that good. And they're super misogynistic. And Leonard is unlikable <laughs> as you get into the series. And is Leonard uh, the one that gave a the little sh- the little show? No, no. Uh, that's uh, what's his face? Um, Bazinga guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Bazinga, Bazinga. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well. Yeah, that sorry. was that also ha- that happened with Chris Brown. He he's still probably I'm sure tweeting or pressing his Instagram live to talk to talk about these people. Um, but then he got lobbed into another bit of controversy because I was looking on Twitter yesterday, and these British babes, these black British babes who looked very beautiful. Ooh, BBB. Yes, these black British bra- babes were leaving a nightclub in London. And they were not let into the club because apparently Chris Brown had said no black girls or no black girls in the VIP section. They were like in the club. They were trying to get into VIP. I think they had paid for it, whatever. During Black History Month. And so they were, and this was multiple accounts on Twitter of black girls who were at, in this, at this venue, like Chris Brown's not letting us in. So he honestly, like he's losing on all fronts. What, like he didn't lose, he lost the Grammy. He got three OW cheetah girls coming after him, and now the black British babes are also coming for your neck, and they are honestly super shady. When you mix like British people are really shady, but then when you mix like the African or Caribbeanness in an extra, that's like an extra yeah. dollop of yeah. shade that is just unmatched. You will not recover. It'll go right over your head with its dry wit. Yes, and you will just be looking stupid. And you, you know that's it. Um, but can this, this just, Chris Brown just needs to do better. I mean, please yeah. go to therapy, please. Um, slightly related. I don't know why Chloe and Haley just keep getting connected to these annoying. Fuck me. Fuck boys. Yes. Because. That seems to be the theme. Anyway. I don't know. Um, so, uh, Chloe is. She's single right now, but Haley is with. Um, she is in a relationship with DDG, who's a rapper. Do yeah. not know who this rapper is. DDG. You know, I I could not name a song. He has that one song. Do you know? The no, song? I don't. Okay. I I was just being facetious. But he um, apparently he used to be um, in a relationship with or some sort of romantic entanglement with Ruby Rose. Also, do not know who this is, but she's an Instagram girl, I guess. And now Chloe has been lobbed into this Twitter drama because Ruby Rose... Moonwalking in Calabasas? Does that sound familiar? No. Never. Never heard of that. Elon Musk. That would be even... Bulletproof Maybach. Even less likely that I would be interested... Nine lives. ...in this. But there's been cheating rumors, and now, um, you know, she is being... Ruby Rose is coming after her on Twitter, and of course Haley is such a sweet, you know, young woman that she's just like, you know, don't let the people come for you, and God bless. And I just want her to just be like, you know what? We don't need to have these sort of shenanigans. I am gorgeous. I'm about to be under I'm the, the sea right mermaid. now. I got Disney like, checks. I've got I've got Macaul- uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, <laughs> uh, Martha. Who's playing Ursula? Isn't it? Oh, Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy on yes. speed dial. I got I have, Melissa McCarthy on speed. I have Beyonce on speed dial. 
DDG wouldn't even be allowed to see Beyonce if, if Chloe was going over to her house. DDG without dog. And so I just want her to stay away from him. I want Chloe to stay away from Chris Brown and any of the likes. I don't know. No one should have allowed this song to come out because they would have known. I know that Kelly, she has shown that like she likes Chris Brown. Kelly? Kelly Rowland. Oh, Kelly Rowland. Yeah. So she has like, oh, you yeah. know. A few months ago when he got, like, the American Choice Award, people were booing him, and she was like, y'all need to calm down. So, whatever, they have a, they have their own personal relationship. Never gonna tell someone you can't be, you can't have your own personal relationship with someone regardless of what they've done, whatever. Um, so, maybe she was just like, it's okay. But I think that you, at this point in your careers, both of you need to stay away from any and all men who are going to drag down your social capita and make you put you in positions where you're going to have to be defending yourself or having any issues on social media. Yeah. Cause it's, it's unnecessary. You know, let's just, let's just continue to reject. I have not listened to a Chris Brown song in years. I don't know the last one I listened to. And I mean, honestly, his songs have all sounded the same since he came out with that double mint album or whatever forever. Like, his, it just sounds all the same. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we don't need any, we don't need any more. There's other people to sing with. Bryson Tiller, uh, Giveon. Don um, Tolliver. Uh, anybody. Anybody. I like Don Tolliver. I like Don Tolliver, too. So many people, and that could dance. You know, you could find them. Um, all right, Moving on to another hotly contested subject in book Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you are aware of this this author, mm-hmm. Ronald Dahl. Yeah. Can you name a Ronald Dahl book? So, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the real name of... Fucking cat in the hat, nigga. Uh, no, Dr. Seuss. That's not No, him. no. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, Not the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, that's C.S. Lewis. Um, Matilda? Yes. I got it right? You got it right. There we go. He yes. Matilda and the, and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, he did Chocolate Factory. Okay. I mean, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. And Here Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, yes. So, if you know anything about him, he was a British writer. He um, was very much a man of his time. So, he had some very outdated views. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism, fat phobia, racism, sexism. You name it, he's got it, right? Yes. And in um, <clears throat> two years ago, uh, this uh, his the British publisher of the book and a company... Oh, now I missed the company. Sorry. Um, well, a company that said, I think they're called Mindful Readers. Um, they decided they wanted to go through the books and um, update them with language that, oh, it's called Inclusive Minds. They wanted to update them, the books, with language that would make it more inclusive and accessible. Um, so some of the changes are like in um, Willy, Charlie of the Chocolate Factory, they take out the description of Augustus Gloop of being um, fat. They just call him enormous. 
and in <laughs> which is more it's a, it's it, isn't that more descriptive i mean that's uh, they also took out... If someone called me fat versus someone called me enormous, I feel like enormous is worse. Enormous is worse. <laughs> I would personally feel worse about being called enormous. Um, enormous. They also... Big were, naturalist. It, hanging out for your mom to see. Can mm-hmm. you behave yourself? Please. <laughs> and in The Fabulous Mr. Fox, um, there was a description... Of black, murderous, brutal-looking monsters, which described these uh, tractors, and they took out the word black. So there's some other changes that are going around, and there's been just a highly contested debate about whether or not you should remove these kinds of words from books or let them be. And no, I was curious. I'm, I, I say let people. them be. Let like let let books live as they were meant to be created. Yes. Like yeah, you could. You could put a warning on the front of the book like, hey, there's going to be some shit in here Mm -hmm. that is of its time, uh, outdated nomenclatures and uh, terms and everything like that. But you... But leave books as as It's they like are. when they were trying to take um, nigger out of what was it, Huckleberry Finn? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want you don't rewrite what people have said because if what they said was racist, if it was sexist, if it was transphobic, if it was xenophobic, whatever it is, let it be in there. That's what they meant. At That's the what time. they meant. And the thing about it is. It's like, remember when we watched, um, not Pinocchio, when we were watching uh, the old version of the, the nev- not the Never Ending Story, the one where they go to Never Never Land. <clears throat> Pan? I mean, Peter? Peter, Peter I mean, Pan. Hook? Peter Pan, no, the original. Yeah, the original Peter Pan. When we watched the original Peter Pan, there is so much terrible shit they, in there. They start off Peter Pan with like a Disney Plus brick of text that says, <laughs> hey, look, listen, this was made during a time when cultural sensitivity was not a thing. Just a heads up, we haven't edited anything around it or anything like that. But just so you know, there's going to be some racist shit. And sure enough, all the Native Americans are referred to as Indians and savages, and, and they're, they're red, the, and they have big noses, and they smoke, and you know, the black section is known as savages. How do? What is it? What makes that red man red? That's the yes. name of the song. Yes, it was terrible. Oh, but I told you that story about how um, uh, me and Sam were singing uh, uh, everybody wants to be a cat. Yes. Like, it was the first, like, we were playing it on the thing, uh, and it was the first time I had heard it in, like, years, and I was just like, yeah, let's just, we were just doing a whole Disney melody, and then Everybody Wants to Be a Cat comes up, and then the one section where they make fun of the Asian cat came up, and I was just like, oh, wait, that's right, this isn't here. This is baked into the song. This is baked into the DNA of this movie, that there's just a little Asian cat that's... Just like fortune cookie, always wrong. I'm not doing the voice. Please, thank you. The voice, there is a voice that I'm not doing. But imagine what that voice is, and that's exactly what it is. Well, I think the thing about it is, is that we need to be able to understand what times were like. Like when you watch, what is that movie um, from slavery? Amistad? No, the Civil War movie. Glory? I I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind, yeah. 
if you need, when you watch Gone with the Wind, you need to see exactly how Hattie McDaniel's character was being treated, how even what's, uh, whatever the original, the main character, she's like a 14, 15 year old girl who has to marries a, a whatever Confederate soldier and has a baby that died. Like it's a, there's so many things about it that are not PC or not good for our cultural times now that everybody would be outraged about, but that shit happened. So you can't stop it and you can't make it seem like this to me is like what white people, <clears throat> they want to take away things that whether it's on the far right side with the critical race theory, they don't want anyone to learn about racism. Yeah. And then on the super far left side, they want to act as if we always lived in some sort of non-racial, non-sexist, whatever, utopia. And that is just not true. It's okay. If my if I read a book that says nigger in it, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Now, that doesn't mean that anybody in the class who's not a black person can go reading it out loud. You might need to p- pause and say, well, N-word or something. But at the end of the day, like, it's in the book. We're reading it. And we could know what people were talking about at that time. So, like, Salman Rushdie, he has been pushing back about this because, you know, he had a fatwa um, put against him in, I think, the 70s when he wrote... I think the satanic verses, and um, I think it was last year when he almost was murdered in a at a talk in uh, a school in upstate New York um, because people are still trying to kill him for his words, and so he's like, can't be censoring people, and I think that's true. Not to say that should books be allowed to be written right now where people are being horrible and discriminatory, no. But just leave the books where they are. And if you don't want to read them, don't buy them. And they have, like, I saw the other day... They have, like, a kid's bop version of Huckleberry Finn. It's one of those, like, here's the story, but it's abridged for yes. all ages. Yeah. Go read yeah. that version. Yeah, no. Nah. Don't get the Cliff Notes version. Get the down deep in the dirt with fucking nigga Jim. <laughs> was that really his I think his name was it nigga was Jim. It was probably nigga Jim. That's it's terrible and hilarious at the same time. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, What's next? Well, something that is actually an issue that you should be paying attention to because it could impact all of us. Um, This terrain derailment in New Palestine, Ohio. Uh, Did you hear anything about this story? No, I didn't. Well, uh, last week, or maybe a little more than last week, on February 3rd, uh, some trains owned by Norfolk Southern, a multi-billion dollar company um the train was uh traveling from madison illinois to conway pennsylvania and 38 cars transporting hazardous materials or 38 cars derailed 20 of them were carrying hazardous materials 11 of them uh of the cars filled with materials derailed um and they were filled with vinyl chloride and um, the explosion sent lots of gases like hydrogen chloride and phosphogene, a toxic gas. Also, Texas and Minnesota, this happened. The There's actually been a lot of, there have been a lot of train derailments. Um, there are generally a lot of train derailments throughout the year, but there are the, the rise of train derailments having to do with like um, 
the carrying carrying toxic these materials, toxic materials and stuff. is on the rise because there's been a lot of lobbying uh-huh. um, from these different groups like Northern Norfolk Southern to um, reduce the amount of money spent on you know keeping the trains uh, up to date or replacing some of these tracks they're on are like Civil War era tracks. Um, all those different things. They've been cutting corners. Norfolk Southern, I think, fired about 9,000 people, I think it said, mm. um, over the course of the last year. They've been cutting corners. And the, you know, they have lobbied around and nothing's happened because they are making, I think, when I looked it up, it was $54 billion. They're what they're worth. And guess how much they plan to give to the people of New Palestine in like a one mile radius of zero, the, probably nothing. No, they gave the they said they were going to give people twenty five thousand dollars if you lived in like the one mile radius, but not countering in the people who even if you live one mile out, if there's a blast of <clears throat> toxic chemicals that are go- it's going into the air, it's going into the water, into the surrounding areas. It's more than just a one-mile area. Yeah. Um, but plenty of people who they said could come back are experiencing different health issues. People have had to put their animals down. They're seeing the water around is, is contaminated. The animals are dying. It's just like a, it's a terrible ecological disaster. Yeah. Some people have reported that this is like one of the worst ecological disaster we've had. That is why in the United States in decades. That is why that would be a downside if there was actually an apocalypse because no one would be doing any sort of maintenance on these toxic like material like like convoys or like housing facilities or anything well, like that. The These nuclear, nuclear plants yeah. that like if 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 society just shuts down, then they're fucking they're gonna irradiate radiation, bubbling. Yeah, you know, like there's just there's just so much that could <laughs> go wrong. Uh, any given way that you think about it. And it's already happening. They're pushing it away with like little bits and pieces of money. Well, then, and and not even little bit. Like twenty five thousand dollars when your company is worth fifty four billion dollars is insane. That's a drop in the bucket. Because think about the cleanup of the area. One, if the water, if it, if the chemicals go into the groundwater. Then that water is going to go throughout wherever that water reaches. It's going to touch. Yeah. So even though we're in New York City. We may not have the impact from the air, but how do we know that's not going to be in the water? Yeah. You know, and even if it, if it can be fixed, are they going to push that money towards it? What about the food in the area? Can they still sell it? How will we know? This feels like an Aaron Brockovich film. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a movie about this. I haven't watched it yet on... Um, Netflix called White Noise with Dave... What's his name? Yes. What's his name? Uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. And what's the black guy? What's his name? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. I was going to call him Dave Chappelle first. Oh. <laughs> but they were in this movie, and apparently it's about a... Um, apparently that movie is about a chemical spill as well um, that has, that happened in a small town. But I just think that we need to really be making sure that our... The ground, the earth that we have currently is the best earth 
that we could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not interested in furthering along our uh, timeline to being in, like, Tank Girl. Yeah. You ever saw Tank Girl? Yes. Like, the water's dried up. It's hot as fuck. Nobody has access to anything. And I think that we are, or we already are dealing with climate change. It was 70 degrees almost this week in New York, which is insanity. Yeah. Part of February. the reason why I'm under the weather is because of the. It's up and down, up and down. Janking back and forth of weather. And we just need to say, you know what? Enough. Mm-hmm. That's it. All of these companies, if you are procuring or is dis- disseminating toxic anything, the taxes you have to pay should be so crazy high. The 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 checks and balances so that you're not just dumping shit places. Like everything should be so much higher for you because you are impacting our livelihood. And regardless of how wealthy you are, at a certain point you cannot fix chemicals in your water and your food with money. Because those forever chemicals are there forever. There's nothing that doctors have or scientists have figured out to get that shit out. So it doesn't matter how much filters you get. You're just going to be out here dealing with freaking toes growing out your head. We're on a highway to oblivion. Did you not see the ob... Go watch the oblongs. The oblongs. Go watch the oblongs and so that you can have an understanding of what it means to have toxic waste just Down in the in valley your water. with a chemical spill. Came from the people living up on a hill. chemical fall in the one big glowing home. I love oblongs. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Oh, that was Will Ferrell. He was the dad, the armless, really? oh, dad. Oh, okay, okay, Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, we hope that the people. Oh, sorry, names. I'm recording. Hope I hope that the people in um, New Palestine and. Well, yeah. Now that's fucked it up. Is it? Is it? Are we back on? Do, 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 and then another do, 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 do. Oh, my God. Once we start referencing Family Guy <laughs> shit, then. Oh, man, I forgot that that was Family that Guy. That is Family okay, Guy. Okay, so. Uh, Notice I never go back and watch that yeah. all the way through. It's. No. All right. No. Um, but hopefully all the people in the surrounding areas, surrounding states, uh, that are dealing with these different ecological disasters are getting all the help they need. We've seen throughout the history of this country that that's probably not going to be what happens. And there will be lawsuits in probably in the next 20, 30 years of the people who are still impacted by the terrible actions of this billion-dollar company who's probably going to freaking file for bankruptcy so they don't have to pay anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're getting to the end of the sad news. This is the last sad piece. Uh, President... Former President Jimmy Carter, who is currently 98 years old. The peanut man himself. The peanut man himself, yes. He is entering hospice um, and in, with his family in Georgia. And, you know, it's very sad. He's lived a very long life. Um, and I would say of everything that I know about his presidency, it was one of the least problematic. Okay. Of the, of all the living presidents we have, he, his was one of the least problematic. Okay. Um, 
he was president from 77 to 81. Um, and he's, I mean, honestly, he's done a lot of stuff. He's had cancer. He's fallen. He's had, you know, different health issues going up and down. But even still that, do with that. I remember he was building houses for people in, like, p- places where there were some natural disasters. He's always been very active. I feel like my whole life I've only ever seen him, like, doing stuff. So, you know, a life well-lived with also the added problematic part of being an American president. But you did your best, and you've tried to continue spreading love and joy as much as you can mm-hmm. throughout your life. Um, so I hope that he has... A peaceful and um, joyful. Maybe he takes up a hobby, transition to knit. He's gonna be at home or work on one of those thousand piece puzzles. Getting the most, he'll have great nurses mm-hmm. and great medicine. That yes. like ho- being in hospice does not automatically mean that you crunch just going up the to- pills into applesauce for him. I'm just naming things that old Why? people do. Why? He's old. He's in hospice. He's old. Just because you're in hospice. <sighs> just because you're in hospice doesn't mean that you're old? No. Is there that what you're about to say? Not, there are non-old people in hospice, but I was saying that just because you're in hospice does not mean that you can't, that he won't be able to, like, still be with his family and interact. He'll just, you know, be taking, he'll just be he'll giving him medicine and helping him it through whatever you know pain management he needs so that he can have the best quality of life for you know until he decides to go on to glory okay so sure shouting out uh, president carter thank you for all of you done and if he's done some terrible things please do not send those to me because honestly not that i don't care he's a u.s president i'm sure like, he's committed some atrocities there's no point. president that has not no president crimes. that has their hands completely clean. There's none. That so. just that isn't just how that works. How we're American. Yeah, so we know the deal. All right, so on to better things. Do you want to talk about the first, the last one first, or the? No, let's talk about let's talk about Rihanna. Okay, your Bajan queen. Yes, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> Let's just say that she had an amazing concert slash baby shower at the Super Bowl. Folks, where's the um, lie? I'm just very grateful for her. Um, they they put out, she had a beautiful uh, spread and cover with British Vogue this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the family just looks so cute. And she said when she was, when they were shooting the, when they were doing the photo shoot, they didn't. She didn't realize she was pregnant at that time. I want to normalize women of color doing excellent things while pregnant. Yes. Yes. Or doing mediocre things while pregnant. Just being looking radiant and glorious while pregnant, and just being like, you're gonna have to deal with it. Did you Did you see the Amy Schumer comedy special when she was pregnant? Ugh. It was. It came after Ali Wong had done it twice. Um. And I'm just like. No, this is some mediocre bullshit. I mean, she's very mediocre. Yeah, it's like mashed potatoes. Ugh, disgust. Um, but she had some lovely things to say about her 
And ASAP Rocky, she said, we're best friends with the baby. We have to be the same page, but we... We have to be on the same page, but we've always kind of had that in our relationship. Everything changes when you have a baby, but I wouldn't say it's done anything but made us closer. Um, so that's very nice to hear. You know, I I would not have chose, chosen ASAP Rocky for her. I feel like all of her fans were very confused. But if she loves him and he, he is seems like an okay guy. treating her right, you Did know. Did a stint in Sweden and, you know... Then came back and has the baddest woman on the planet. On the planet, yeah, it's true. He's, he he's, he's on the come up. Yeah, he's on the come. Up. You know what? He and Jay Z both. He's come got a long way up. from Harlem. You know, they just found these gorgeous, amazing, talented women, and and they have children. And now here we are. Just saying, but, New York dudes, they got swag. Um, one thing that was very weird is these. Foteps and Metasphere guys have taken the picture of Rihanna and ASAP and their baby that's on the cover of Vogue, and they have been doing some, like, Fotep equations on them, like, look at the way her body's leaning forward, and his is in the back, and he's kissing the baby, so you know he's simping. And I'm just like, who the fuck has this much time on their hands? And also, simping is a stupid, stupid word slash phrase. Being romantic with someone is that you like is not simping. And if you guys keep trying to, to fuck the lead cheerleader and giving her all time attention and money, and she's just like, thanks, but I was never going out with you, that's your problem. Stop it. It's stupid and you sound ridiculous. Oh, my God, this man loves his child and his partner. Oh, I can't believe it. We're feminizing men. (sighs) Go eat a dick. Sipping ain't easy. (laughs) It's just, it's very frustrating. And I feel like it just makes all these young guys who are seeing all these commentary, it it is just completely disturbing their, their... worldview on relationships because they have to continue to wade through the garbage when did you not listen to music from our grandparents ever those men were in fucking love and said it all the time that wasn't simping it's just i like you i'm telling you and i'm showing you it's not a bad concept clearly why all of y'all are single and sleeping with body pillows but you know Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, all right, our last thing before we... Yeah, we can move that into a different section. Later? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break because we're about to get cut off. Yes. And we will be back with our mental health section, things that are annoying us, and what's making us happy this week. Stay tuned for more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy podcast. Uh, <clears throat> this may be the night that my dreams might let me know. All, all the stars, stars are closer. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. This might be the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Um... 
I'm not doing the fucking. Love. Let's talk about love. Love and everything you hope for. Oh, who do you feel it haunt you? I know the feeling haunt you. This might be the night that my dreams might let me know all the stars are closer. Stars closer. <laughs> okay, enough. That's enough you of that. You can't just sing the one little line. You had to go more in there. We watched Black Panther last night. Still holds up. Still good. Still amazing. Still almost perfect. Still if it wasn't for those fucking perfect. rhinos. I those like bad those rhinos. CGI rhinos. Those CGI rhinos are bad. That That's some bad CGI with these fucking rhinos. At least they weren't bleeding. At like least, at least the rhinos weren't in the second movie. And they Notice that they, they they took that note. They're like, "All right, no rhinos for the second movie." Fucking rhinos! Like, oh, are you kidding me? I rhinos, like battle rhinos. Like Where were they in Avengers? Didn't they have the goats in Avengers? What goats? Those yelling goats. That was in Thor. That was the Thor. only movie that they were in. Yeah, they were in another movie. They no, yelling. no, no, no. Oh. Yeah, they did that for one fucking movie, and it was oh. a bad movie to do that for too. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it is time for our mental health section. This is a section where we, as um, mental health advocates, advocates, not experts, check in with each other to see how we're doing. Um, and we started off with a question. A question. Yes. Do you look more often for the tragedy in comedy or the comedy in tragedy? Oh, definitely the, hmm. Hmm. That's a good thing. Uh, because like recently I've been watching, you know, I, not recently, like I go through and I watch a lot of like sitcoms and Mm -hmm. animated stuff and stuff. Relatively recently, I've been going through. I've been like, "Well, this is really dark or fucked up or something." Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like when we were watching Metalocalypse, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was going through, and I was just like, "It's, it's actually like they really should be applauded for yeah. the creativity that went into making such a brutal show." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's there's death and gore and and all this you know nonsense that happens, but like the comedy is is fucking there. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good. It's funny as hell. The music is incredible for what it is, death metal and stuff. But there are elements of it that's just like, well, this is, they're making fun of rock and roll life. And part of that is also making fun of the fact that an inordinate amount of white rock stars tend to love up on underage women. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, I like that. There's probably like a few rock songs that are just based off of fourteen year old girls. Sweet Caroline. Well, it's not a rock song, but Yeah, it is. It, it is? might as well. Might okay. as well be like we Sweet Caroline that. is 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 based on a fourteen year old girl. It's like a tr- yes. That we and we did that in my middle school band for Sweet I played that on clarinet. Caroline. Yeah. White people love mess. They do. And that reminded me the other day when I was uh with J and F. I'll call them. Uh-huh. Um, she was just like, oh, yeah, he's so progressive when it comes to his music choices. He won't even listen to Michael Jackson. And I'm just like, 
Hey. You're white. What do you expect? I don't I don't know. No, there's no such thing as a white <sighs> a progressive rocker. Just know that. They were all doing lots of drugs. They were fucking up and it, and they were doing misogynistic and pretty rapey. I mean, but there's now everyone don't want to talk about people bad after they die. But I don't think it's bad to tell the truth about someone if they've passed. Yeah. It has come out, after Bowie died, several stories came out about him and underage girls. Mm-hmm. In both his, his uh, when he was in the band, I forget the name of the band, but when he was in the band and when he was solo. But does that mean that you didn't, that you, you don't like his music anymore? Like it happened. Like either you, you decide for yourself whether you're going to listen to it or not. And then... Continue on. The same thing I will as- say, I will say, Michael Jackson, this is a weird line that I'm okay. walking on. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to it. What I'm saying is, his music is not super duper entrenched in what may or may not have been happening. Yes. Like, in his real life. Yeah. Not like R. Kelly. Yes. I think that is all. I cannot listen to an R. Kelly song. Because literally, after all these documentaries and everything like that, how can I go back and listen to I Believe I Can Fly knowing that he was fucking Aaliyah underneath a fucking uh, Space Jam uh, uh, poster? You know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, how can I, how can I listen to R. Kelly when half of his songs are trying to lure somebody into sex? They're like dictating his actions. Yeah. And it's like the thing is, you, there are plenty of people who will not listen to Michael Jackson. They won't listen to R. Kelly. They won't listen to all these people. That's fine. Don't listen to them, or do and just don't tell us. Because I don't want to. I don't. I hate when someone's like, "Well, I still listen to R. Kelly." I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you listen to R. Kelly. We don't need to know it. Just don't put it on at the barbecue, please. Because then, then I'm gonna make somebody upset. Because I'm gonna be like, turn it off. Um, is that, okay, so that was your answer, that yeah. you do, so you feel like you look for the comedy in tragedy? I look for the comedy in tragedy. I would say I also look for the comedy in tragedy. I'm very inappropriate. Um, cause I feel like, well, even when there's like shitty things happening, sometimes it, it's like, it's like dark humor. It's like, it's, it's, it's really terrible what's going on, but like okay, there could be some catharsis that comes from so looking at here's tragic shit and here's a perfect example. Making a joke out of it at my aunt's funeral. Okay, in London, we did, we had a dove release. Yeah, right. Did one of the doves die? No, think no. One of the doves didn't die, but as so it was my three cousins holding the doves and my uncle. Where do they go? Did they come back? If you would wait, sorry, for me to I, finish, my bad, sorry. I've always else. wondered, like, when in all of those like dove releases, like, yeah, okay, they're, they're trained doves. Okay, they're trained. Okay, so okay, we're, they're all holding the doves, and we're all looking. It's beautiful. Like we're all emotional, and <laughs> when they go to release the doves. One, my cousin, she was like, because she was like nervous the dove was going to like hurt her and it was like kind of like pecking her a little bit. So she was kind of holding it a little bit tight. So when she went like this, 
I guess its arm was a little tired, so it just like dropped onto the ground. And it's like, <laughs> my cousin's wife is like running after the dove to try to get her. And the dove just, is just, is just walking around, eluding her. And so we're just like, all right, well, she'll find her way back. And that, that was a moment where, like, we literally, like, where everyone's crying, weeping, everything. And then you couldn't help because we were like, <gasps> it, was, it was hilarious. And when we look back at the video, we could not help but burst out in yeah. just joyful yeah. laughter because that was a moment you know, and like, and and I was just like, I know my auntie Meg wouldn't have a party without that. There being some sort of shenanigans that would like lift the mood, and that's just like that's how I took it. And it's like you finding the comedy and tragedy because at the end of the day, there's no time that funny shit is gonna stop happening. Yeah, funny shit's always gonna happen. It happens all the time. Someone's gonna fart or burp randomly in the middle of a. a I want somebody quiet- to fart at my funeral. Like a loud, guttural, just beefy one, you know, like that, like, you know, like you try to like slip one out Mm -hmm. and, and hope it goes undetected, but like, it's particularly potent Mm -hmm. and like, then everyone in the area makes a comment and Mm -hmm. then you have to just be there and be like, Oh, what was was that? that? (laughs) That, that felt like a solid. I think we have to just be able to find the duality in all moments. Like, Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're doing something super romantic, something is, like, going to go awry, and it's going to not be as, like, super sweet. It might end up just being hilarious. Anything, you just you just have to be able to find the joy in moments. Because we live in a world where terrible shit happens every day. And if you can't find the joy in moments, or the comedy in these moments at times, it just, it just will bring you down. Yes. So... I'm always, I, I will prepare myself for the worst, but I always want to be prepared for the best and always be ready to, like, smile or joke, like, you know, add some levity in when it's appropriate. I promise I will bring levity at your funeral. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I will fart at yours. Well, that's going to be tough to do because you're going to die before me. I will definitely not. No, die no, 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 no. You're not outliving me. I'm 100%. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm 100% outliving. No, out you're not. Me. I'm definitely going to. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I don't know why you wouldn't think I would. Uh, People write in. <laughs> what, who's going to outlive who? The one okay. who's always outside going into danger and everything like that? Or the one who's inside? I'm not outside who? going into danger. Yeah, you are. What danger am I going Them into? The gays in Manhattan are going to fucking kill you. You're going to be sacrificed to the beast of... <laughs> of Beyonce? Of, no. You're going to be add to the to the beast of every black gay advocate from the 50s and 30s. <laughs> you know? Moms, Mabelies and shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, okay, that was our first question. Well, that was our only question. But tell me... How are you doing this week? How's your mental health been? How are you uh, my mental health has been uh, a bit down. Not, uh, I wouldn't say not into blue period territories, but uh, I, one, I'm sick. Yes. All right, so there's that. Makes you a bit cranky. But 
also just uh, like work has been beating the shit out of me. Yeah. And I have a like I have the next few weeks are gonna be shit because we have reviews. Mm-hmm. This week has been reviews and juggling people's emotions and feelings and shit. You know, having to deliver messages and 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 on be on other more senior people's behalf has Who taken a toll on me. You know, and I have been left drained like a husk. That's why I'm happy that there has been this. Two day, uh, th- sorry, uh, this three day weekend for you. Oh yeah, for me because I don't get that. Well, you get paid significantly more than I, that's not significant. It is uh, anyway. It is so significant. You told you showed Continue. me your refund. You showed me your tax refund, and I was like, I bust a nut. Like I bust oh, the nut on God. your behalf because I was <sighs> like, holy shit, that dwarfs mine. By three. And I'm just like, hopefully I can get a vacation out of my refund. You're over here just like, yeah. That's not at all. Got uh, got my money. Got my money back. No. Because I make so much money. Not how I feel at all. I got so much money and made so much money. Uh, and got so much money. Can we continue on? Call a spade a spade. How are you feeling? You're feeling do- in the got doldrums. back in a special card. You're not... Feeling well, <laughs> you're tired of work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, otherwise, like, I have no complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe in a month or two, I might go back to therapy. I think that would be a good idea. Just as a check-in. Yeah. Just just to see how it's going. Uh, it just depends on the next couple weeks, what my compensation do. Mm-hmm. If they tell me that I'm inadequate. Well, you're not. Yeah. First off, in this meeting that we're going to ultimately end up having for compensation adjustments and shit. Mm-hmm. If, like, I'm just hoping for a successful. You're. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm more than that, but, like, based on their, like, they're really taking their criteria to heart. And they're just like, oh, if you're outstanding, then you should be getting promoted. And blah, 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 blah. blah. If you exceed, then, then that means you're blah, 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 blah. Successful is not a bad term. And I'm just like, watch these niggas call me inconsistent. I wish they Nobody would. I wish they would. I wish these motherfuckers would. You're amazing. You do a great job. You always do your best. My team loves me. Your team loves you. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. How about you? How's your week? Um, I would say my week has been pretty good. Uh, I finally got back to therapy this week because last week, um, my therapist was out. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about some things that have just been ongoing, um, that I've been asking for her help with. Um, and I feel like I'm grateful for therapy because... I feel like I'm allowing myself to be more vulnerable, which is good, Mm -hmm. Um, even when things are uncomfortable, and I'm just working on doing even more uncomfortable things all the time. Right. Um, But otherwise, I feel like things have generally been good. I feel like I'm, I'm a little stressed with work. But, I mean, 
that's usual. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting on meds because I feel like that. Me too. Extra good. Not in a bad way. I I just meant like yes. No, they're I, they're fun. It's fun to be on. It's good to be on. I, I'm looking. It's forward good to be to consistent. Be on it. Yes, and I have not been on meds now in about I feel like really since like 2019, um, because the ones I was on in 2020 were not working at all, which is very frustrating. Because when you could look at your life when you are on meds and how. Certain things are just going very well, like just my mood in general, like my decision making and all that. Like all those things are impacted by the lack of medicine. Mm -hmm. Also environment. It's my environment and and the medicine. It's both. Because if I'm in an environment where I am um, feeling like nurtured and supported and all that, then my mental health is already going to be better. Um, And then if I don't have, like, extra stressors, like people being, you know, mean to me or chastising me constantly and things like that, like, that definitely impacts... Ooh! (laughs) That should be light. Uh, That definitely impacts my mental health. Um, So I'm grateful that... um, I mean, the first part, or in 2020, in 2021, I was not in a great, I was both not medicated, nor was I in a great, like, work environment, and just, like, space, so it was difficult, and now that I'm not in that space anymore, uh, and I have, like, my therapy's been going really well, I feel like adding on the meds is just, like, a little cherry on top. There you go. Um, that I'm looking forward to. Um... But other than that, I feel like um, this week has been pretty good. That's good to hear. Um, all right, you ready to go to the next little section? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And we start the section, which is called Gripes Right Here. Bring it. What? We gripe We're not griping anywhere else. We be griping. This safe space for us to share. We griping. We ain't griping anywhere else. We griping. Uh, uh, uh. So, I fuck sicknesses. Fuck illnesses. Yes. Fuck colds. Yes. All right? Like, it's the worst. It has been. A bitch to have to deal with. I hate it. I hate oscillating between too hot and too cold. I hate opening and closing windows. I hate taking zinc in the form of gummies (laughs) because they only put three red gummies in there and it's rested yellow and And orange. And I'm just like, those are the worst Starburst colors, flavors. I also hate, okay, I think white men in power at corporate companies need to fucking relax. Yes. I think that they are used to, 
you know, doing the bare minimum of passing off a personality, and that automatically got them likes. I don't think they try hard to actually ingratiate themselves. Yeah. And therefore, at the wee sign of a tone, they get fucking in their fifis. But the but also it's like you they it's like a weird jealousy about like oh, well they like this person but they don't really like me. But I feel like it's if if someone has told you on multiple occasions hey, this thing that you're doing, you know, whether it's not using gender-neutral terminology mm-hmm. or mispronouncing someone's name. name or, you know, micromanaging in a style that just is not conducive to team morale and you continue to do it, I don't really know what else you would be expecting. Yeah, I don't, like, it's an, it's the mark of insanity to constantly do the same things over and over again and hope that there's a different outcome. It's a style of insanity. Just turn your feelings off. You're making a shit ton of money. <laughs> you make way more money. Oh, sorry. I, I'm speaking hypothetically, of course. Individuals are making managerial money. Like, department head money, you know? Overseer money. (laughs) So, if you're making that money, that definitely should offset any hard feelings that you might have with the rest of the department not liking you. And that's okay if the department doesn't like you. They don't like you. Don't rope me into... Figure out why they don't... Why don't you look into yourself and be like, why are... What's the issue? Let me read... Let me... Instead of taking these reviews... And just being like, oh, my fees are hurt. What are these people saying in these reviews? What could I do yeah. to change yeah. the impact of this? Because I don't want there to be strife between the people on my team. It's just, it's weird to have, one, it's weird to have you in a meeting with someone about somebody else's feelings that it's not theirs. And it's also weird to try and penalize people for not liking you. Yeah. Also, side note, Brennan, you need to fucking chill the fuck out when coming at Cole. Because Brennan has nothing to do with this war on on Cole other than the fact that his <laughs> wife is friends with Zainab. And Zainab has a whole anti-Cole thing. And Cole is, he's not, look, I'm not defending Cole, but he's being painted worse than he actually, what's being shown. I will say that Zay is definitely, um, is, she is a liar a little bit. Now, we cannot, we can only, only I'm only going off of what this program showed me. We can only go with what we've seen. And what I show is he's just a, benign white dude he's, he's just a bro he's a bro now uh, we like i've said before he's had moments where he was out of pocket we but know like for sure the whole telling her that other girls were hot or whatever and all that that the first two episodes of them that was the worst yeah he was an idiot and he should have just shut up but but, but by, all after ac- that, by all accounts like it it seemed like cole was just just 
he he was just there. He was just there. And Zay, I don't know. She brought that cuties thing. That pissed me off because you having me over here capping for you, and you and for what? For no reason. You're. It's like you were. (laughs) And I just think Alexa and Brennan are trying so hard to be Lauren and. And uh, Conrad, what's his name? No, it's uh, Cameron. Cameron. Cameron, yeah, because I keep because he rapped like yes, yeah, oh she like and and Brennan is just like a nothing person. Like he like he he has no personality except for whatever you cowboy, yeah, you cowboy baby. It, it, uh, like he should be going after. Uh, Alexa's father, because Alexa's father be throwing all sorts of shade. Yes, like he throws shade, he makes fun of him, he puts him down, yeah. and meanwhile he's over here getting into fucking other motherfuckers' faces. It's ridiculous. That show shenanigans. Yeah. Finally, um, WWE, you broke my fucking heart. That was terrible. It was. It was a great match it was. at Elimination Chamber. I'm specifically talking about Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. God, that match was perfect. I wanted it was to. Good. I actually wanted to get up early and watch it back again, mm-hmm. uh, but I forgot to, and because <laughs> I've been tired and sick all weekend, like I didn't have enough time. Like I was gonna put it on while we were recording the podcast. Like it was a perfect underdog story. It was great. But like now, I now my fear is that. WWE didn't capitalize off of the Sami Zayn love like that the crowd has for Sami Zayn in Montreal in his hometown in front of his wife and but kids. But I think that the way that they made up for it was like, of course, because, well, first of all, Sami would have won if they hadn't knocked out the ref. The ref twice. Two ref bumps. Bullshit. Now, he would have won, but I think that, like, the way that... He had the visual pin. The way that um, Roman won was like very cheaty because he's yeah. a cheater, and we know yeah, he's he, a cheater. He he told Jimmy to stay home, but then Jimmy came out to fucking kick uh, a super kicking frog slash. Oh my god! When Jay showed up, ah, oh, and he was Jay was defending Sami Zayn. He was like, "Don't hit him with the chair." And then Sami Zayn ended up spearing Jay. But it was an accident. By accident. But I know it's such it, it, a was, good story. it was a great show. But even though Roman won the match through the cheating, it was great that afterwards that KO came out, helped him out, and that he and he and Sammy got to beat up on Roman and Jamie. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I feel like that was the vindication, and that was me of showing like. He didn't Montreal. win the belt, though. He didn't win the belt, but he he won. He got his the honor. stand. He got the stand he tall got in his Montreal, honor. and yeah. I feel like that was the because they were never going to give it to Sammy. It was much, yeah. They were never going to give it. But to this Sammy. this was a a great show because we, we it wasn't like Roman didn't knock him out in like the first round. Yeah, Sammy got him pins at least two or three times before he did. So it was just like a very long. It was even There's though it a, was now like, I kind of want to stand and watch. I I know that that's not what we're doing. But even though we got to go to Royal not, Palms to hang out with Keith. Happy birthday, Keith! Happy birthday, Keith! 
even though it was a long match, it, there are sometimes those matches that are like maybe five minutes, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, ugh, when is this going to be over? Because it's just boring. That, that the, uh, with, the en- with the entrances, with the entrances and stuff, it took... Uh, like 20 minutes, right? No, I think it was longer. It felt like a long time that they were going back and forth, but I thought it was good. It I, didn't feel like it was crazy long. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was crazy long. It was just like it was tense. We were like, "Who's gonna the crowd?" Happen? Were on Sami Zayn's the side. The crowd was they on kept Sammy's chanting side. like they went through all cycles of chants. They were like, "Like thank you, Sammy," and they were "Fuck you, ole 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 ole, <laughs> fuck you, Roman." And was one of the Roman sucks. Yeah, Roman sucks. Yeah, I like don't like, but I feel like this added to Sammy having the love of the crowd because I feel like even outside of Montreal, people are gonna be like. Sammy's got heart. He went for it, and he almost he pinned Roman Reigns, even though the the the, the ref wasn't there. He pinned him. He got him down on the ropes. He was afraid. He didn't know how if he was gonna make it. And I feel like that to me showed that Sammy is due all of his yes. flowers. Yes, for what he did because he did a great job. Yes, agreed. Um, but yeah, that still broke my heart when Sammy lost. Yeah. So like that, that's still, I'm like, man, y'all gotta make this man lose in front of his wife and children. Family's there. All of Canada showed up to see Sammy. Oh, Canada. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, but it was, but it was still, I mean, it was good even though I was sad. Yeah. Are there anything else that was pissing you off this week? She doesn't pee on anything. She doesn't. She doesn't poop. She doesn't. She's not a good pooper. This dog is not a good pooper. Which is weird because usually when I walk Brooklyn, first five minutes, he's 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 done. In and out. You gotta take her around a freaking twenty minutes before she. And the fact that this dog is so like needy a little bit, like like. She she makes it clear, hey, I'm ready to go outside by like stepping up on you and then just like scratching you. And I'm just like, you basic you don't so do cute. anything all day. She's so cute. Cookie, cookie, come here, cookie. Come here. Let the people see how cute you are. Come here. Come on. And this this old bitch is probably like how old? How old do you think this dog is? I feel like she's like five or seven. She's maybe like seven. She's like an old dog. Look how cute she is. All right, I okay, get her away from me. She's the best dog. Look at how she's looking at you. She's so cute. If she had Rottweiler in her, maybe I'd love her more. Say I'm a good girl. Look at her little face. Okay, get her out of here. All right, bye, Cookie. What's upsetting you? Um the general state affairs of the world. Um, but I will say that, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to give any specifics. But I think that just because a holiday is not important to you does not mean that it's not an important holiday that should be recognized Um for everyone, and you, as a person, like, 
you know, if it's a holiday that commemorates a certain religion or ethnic group or whatever, if you're a part of that and you decide you don't want to celebrate, that's fine. No, no problem with that. But you have to be careful when you say that type of thing in front of mixed company because they're going to use that to validate why they are not doing what they're supposed to do in making sure that those days are recognized, you know? So I feel like that that pisses me off because I feel like it makes me have to do more work in educating folks and talking about things. And just, you know, we're, we're always trying to get just a little inch as black people. We just need one inch because so many things have been taken away from us. And I, I feel like we shouldn't make that harder, you know, regardless of what you think. So I feel like that's it. Um, that's my main thing making me annoyed this week because I just feel like I have to do extra work because other people and their opinions. And I don't like that. That's fair. Um, are you ready for the uh, RIPs? Yes, let's get the RIPs. Out of the way. Um, are we... Do we have any... Shit. Um, sorry. Something, something. Sorry. Uh, a little something, something. Um, well, uh, every week, well, not every week, but most weeks, we like to honor those who have um, left us too soon and become... Honorable ancestors. I'm not paying for YouTube Red, okay? <laughs> so sorry, the commercials are gonna play, but I'm not paying for YouTube Red. I got my card stolen, my my identity and stuff stolen not too long ago, so I'm not paying for that shit. Not need to pay for. Um. Okay. So. First, we have to shout out the original, um, well, I don't know, well, you couldn't call her a blonde bombshell, but like. Well, this headline is crazy. Yes. Uh, Raquel Welch, um, who was an actress, um, and sex symbol, passed away this week at 82 years old, um, she was known for her work in The Three Musketeers in 1973 and has gone on to be in, in had gone on to be in many uh, TV and film and theater works. Um, what I didn't know from this article that I found out about that her she was Latina. Uh, her father was a Boliv- Bolivian-born aeronautics engineer. And um, her mother was, um, could trace her family back to the Mayflower. So she had a, a very interesting background. Uh-huh. Um, but she notably did not talk about her ethnicity really um, until like the late, I don't know, late 90s, 2000s when she started talking about it more. Because obviously, even if you're a light white passing person having any sort of non-whiteness in you can get you blackballed so 
Um, that wasn't something that she spoke about a lot, but it is a part of her legacy. And, you know, she was a beautiful woman. She was always, uh, I feel like even in her older age, she used to play sex symbols in movies. And so, you know, we are sending love and thoughts to her family. And also, now this one I would say definitely hurt my heart when I found out today that Richard Belzer, the comedian and actor, best known for playing in Law and Order as Munch, Detective John Munch. That nigga um, Munch. Munch. I'm sorry. Uh, my apologies. I couldn't. Are you finding the comedy in tragedy? I'm finding the comedy in tragedy. <laughs> Um, yes, he played, he was Detective John Munch in uh, Law and Order SVU for more than two decades. Yes. Um, he passed away this uh, weekend in his home in France um, due to some health issues. And um, I think he was just such a great character. I mean, he was funny. He would... Always, he bounced off of Ice T very well. Oh yeah, it was a great back and forth that they had, um, and you used to see him kind of in everything. So I, I'm, I hope that they'll do something, say goodbye to him on the show, because um, he was definitely an integral part of it. Um, but we're sending all of our love to both Raquel Welch and um, Richard, Bel- Belzer. Richard Belzer's family, because it doesn't matter how old you are. Losing someone that you're close to is, is never easy. Right. And, um, yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for this week. Oh, well, we also have to give um, a uh, mention to the... There was various uh, shootings this week in Texas, in Michigan, I'm sure in other parts of the country. Um, and many people, many young people have lost their lives. So we, of course, just have to continue to advocate for those who no longer can and, you know, push the gun laws, write your congressman, talk to someone, because at this point, I mean, it's a near daily occurrence where people are losing their lives when they don't need to. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to talk about what made us happy this week and head on out? Uh, I am absolutely ready for that. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> Fade that out. I'm the baby merchant. Chops are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. Give the baby merchant just a week or two. I'll have your baby for you. All right, what's making you happy this week? Um... Well, one, spending time with you, doing this podcast has made me very happy. Um, playing Risk. Yes. Our Risk drinking game was very It was fun. Fun. And I did not think it was going to be. I didn't think rule-wise, like, I, I'm surprised that we made it through the I don't even know how long we were playing it. <laughs> well, we had a back-to-back drinking game. We That's had true. SmackDown and Risk. We did, we did, we so, did. So it was fun. 
But that was a good one. Those yeah, that good, that really was. Names. I mean, look, we made it through this fucking. That's true. Thing. We made it through the the leader. Yeah. Um, uh, follow the leader. Um, leader, 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 leader. I I would yeah I would say that uh uh my new strategy is helping me to what win. Is your new strategy. I'm not telling you what it is. It just it it leads me to more victories, <laughs> and I have categorically had more victories than losses since I've changed my strategy. Well, I'm going to have to really be paying attention to you now because I'm trying to figure out what this new strategy is. Okay. Well, if you ha- it is, look, but- if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. <laughs> if you don't, you don't. <laughs> um, what else has made me happy this week? Um, oh, we've been playing Uno and my, and my team meetings at work. <laughs> Yes, I hear. I hear. It's fun. It's light. It opens up the meeting in a cool way. It's very, it's fun. I am enjoying it. Next time I go on a trip, I'm going to send you the thing so we can play Uno. No, <laughs> no I'm not playing online Uno. Online Uno. We're going to do it. Um, I don't, but I feel like that's it. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like I've had lots of moments of joy this week. Um. But I've just been enjoying sitting my ass inside. I have also been enjoying sitting my <laughs> ass inside. Like, it's a real joy. Uh, <clears throat> once we're done here, I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, it's fine. I'm going to, we're going to discuss how long, <laughs> how long we're going to be out, but it's fine. We're going for Keith's birthday. Happy shout birthday, Keith. To, shout out to Keith. Shout out to Mulaney. Uh, Happy both birthday, had, Mulaney. Both had birthdays on the same day. Uh, both are indispensable friends in the corporation that is Maurice. I appreciate them. Uh, so their birthdays made me happy. Uh, watching Cookie has made me happy on some level. So I will. Cookie's, cookie's cool. Cookie's cool. Cookie's cool. Uh, yeah. And doing this podcast with you has been fun. I've been sick. So sorry that there haven't been a lot of things to gleam to when it comes to the good shit. Um, But yeah, no, we, uh, uh, you know, even in my sickness, you've helped me out. I appreciate you coming in clutch with the zinc and everything. So... (laughs) kitchen sink um (laughs) but no i appreciate that so yeah that is that has uh made my week less sucky all right fantastic shall we get the fuck out of here bye take it easy bye thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to contact the podcast you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at blackandsnerdypodcast, as well as on Twitter at blackandsnerdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle licorishislegit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D. T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us.
Tune in next time to the Black and Nerdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather walk together. Remember? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I actually want to keep that.